where entertaining meets informative. Let me tell you something. This man is so damn funny, it isn't funny. Mark K, you're good to go, man. I would marry me some Mark K. Mark K. A fresh perspective on today's issues. You are doing a great job today, buddy. Mark K is always good in my book. Just settle down a little bit. You talk too fast. Other than that, I love you. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Mark K, and yeah, I do talk fast. I'm going to be talking re- like really fast today because we have so much to get into and so little time to do it. We have one hour to talk about 13 Florida amendments to the Constitution because, well, I promised you that I would talk about those. And Election Day is coming up next week. Republicans, remember to vote on Tuesday. Democrats, remember to vote on Wednesday. Always solid advice. Oh, thank you so much for that. If you want to leave us an open mic message with a question about any of the amendments or anything going on uh, with the election or the ballot initiatives or any hanky-panky you may want to, uh, you may have seen already if you've been early voting or if you're wondering if early voting's for you or if it's just a big scam, whatever you want to do. Uh, whatever you want to do, you can leave us an open mic message on our uh, News 104.5 mobile app. Also, you just pick up the phone and call me, old school, 340-1045. Now, I'm going to get into the amendments amendment by amendment. There's 13 of them, so I'm going to be moving fairly quickly. But I will also give you some general overviews of what to do when you come across an amendment on a ballot and you're not really sure how to vote, which is for, you know, a lot of people come in, you know, come across these amendments. Either they walk in and it's the first time they're reading them and they're not really sure whether this should be an amendment to the Constitution or not. Uh, or the Florida State Constitution, I should point out, not the one in the National Archive, not the one in, uh, the you know, the biggie, but the, the local one. And, uh, you know, whether or not it should be an amendment to the Constitution, they're not really sure who it's benefiting, how it benefits them, which is really... All you should care about when you go to vote. How does this benefit me? If I vote this way, will I be negatively affected or will I be positively affected? And that's uh, that, that, that's why you're given that that right to vote and that power. It depends on your moral standards and your and your your, you know, your educational background and your your goals and your dreams and your visions for not just you and your family, but for America and more importantly, the state of Florida. So that's what we're going to get into today. And, uh, and like I said, I'll share with you specifics on each amendment and then just some overall helpful hints on how to vote, like this one. Hey, Mark K. Today you're talking about amendments. I want to tell you my one rule about amendments. If there's other things underneath the original amendment on, on the front of the page, then it's a no. It's just a no. If they can't separate them, then it's a no. She's talking about bundled amendments, and there are some of those on the ballot uh, this time around. And I'm going to be honest with you, I kind of tend to agree with that sentiment. If you can't separate two things like offshore drilling and vaping inside into two separate amendments, then maybe we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't even be talking about it. But anyway, let's kick it off. Here we go. Let's start off with Amendment 1. Amendment 1 to the Florida State Constitution on the ballot coming up this uh, season. What it says. It says it will provide another $25,000 homestead tax exemption for properties assessed at $100,000 or more. School taxes would also be exempt. Typical property owners would see their tax bills drop by about $250 per year due to an official estimate. Now, what does this mean? This means, you know, lower taxes. And lower taxes are always going to bring out two different factions. You're going to bring out the factions of people that really rely on taxes, like state governments and municipalities and teachers and even political leaders who have to run their offices. Then you have other people like, uh, you know, private businesses and banks and, and insurance companies and real estate agents and, well, everyone else who wants a little extra money in their pocket and everyone else who wants to take that extra money out of their pocket because it's no longer going to the government. 
So when you think about it, you're looking at a at a homestead tax exemption for properties assessed at $100,000 or more, which is a lot. Of, I would say the majority of properties. It's not going to affect schools, uh, but you need to realize that when you look at the Republican Party, which is anti-government and pro-small business, they are pro-amendment one. Because again, this is a this is a tax reduction amendment. Uh, schools are safe. You get more money in your pocket. However, a lot of people who are against this amendment say that municipalities could suffer, government organizations could suffer, schools could suffer, even though they probably won't, um, you know, that kind of thing. It, it, whenever you reduce taxes, you reduce spending for government agencies. That's where we sit with that amendment. Now, this is, uh, you know, this is something that you could see. And, and like when you look at any of the amendments, you have to realize what the Constitution of the state of Florida is. When you look at the Constitution, it is the rule of governance for our state. It is the official government blueprint. And it is, it is the rules of government. So when you look at these amendments, you have to say to yourself, do any of these things actually have to do with governance? Is this something that I really want to add to the state Constitution? Is it important enough? Is it vital enough? that we alter the con the law of the land for the state of Florida to make it happen. This being a tax exemption, it may be for some people. For others, you may think you could just elect people that'll lower your taxes. That is, I mean, if you're voting for Ron DeSantis. If you're voting, look, if you're voting for, uh, for uh, Gillum, you don't care about high taxes. So just vote no on Amendment 1. But if you care about having more of your money in your pocket, it might behoove you to vote yes. That is, uh, that's basically Amendment 1. All right, moving right along. Amendment 2. This is another tax amendment. It says it would permanently adopt an already existing cap that limits property tax assessment increases to 10% annually for non-homestead properties such as commercial or rental properties. This would prevent repeal of the cap scheduled to expire in 2019. Basically, what they're saying is they want this cap to be permanent. All right. And uh, there's an organization called Florida Tax Watch. What they do is they go out there and they basically say, all right, all of these taxes, are they good or are they bad? And I'm not really sure which way they lean, but I have my I have a feeling. I'm not going to say it out loud because, you know, more than a dozen people uh, are li well, uh, right around a dozen people would hear it. But Florida Tax Watch says that this amendment is crucial to prevent a huge tax increase. Loss of the non-homestead cap could have serious impacts on Florida, decreasing disposable income, increasing rents and business costs, and exacerbating and perpetuating the existing inequities of Florida's property tax system. I got to tell you, if they're trying to dumb down this language to make sure everyone explains it, they're doing a horrible job. Basically, what this means is, what this means is that if this passes, if you vote yes on Amendment 2 and permanently adopt the already existing cap, okay, then uh, then what's going to happen is you are going to you are going to see local governments benefit from more tax revenue if the 10 percent limit goes away. However, the Florida Association of Counties voted to remain neutral on the amendment. What this means, again, is do, where do you want your tax dollars going? Do you want them going back to you or do you want them going back to the government? Now, this is one of the amendments where I I feel like my 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 number one basis for making a suggestion, should you not understand anything at all, this is what I suggest you do. Read the amendment, as I just did. Read it through. If you cannot figure out what the heck this thing is talking about, vote no. Because, again, you should not make any uninformed decision. If you don't understand it, if you can't comprehend it, 
it means whoever's in fo whoever's for it did not do a good enough job of making you aware of what it means. It also means that forever whoever put this amendment forward and really wants this to happen has some kind of has some kind of agenda that maybe they're trying to hide from you. Because if they weren't, they'd make it a lot easier to understand. And I tell this to everybody, my coworkers, my wife. I was just talking to my IT guy. I was talking to my co-host. I talked to all these people at work, and I say to them, look, read the amendment. They're supposed to be written for you to understand. And if you can't understand it, if you can't see how you benefit, if you can't see if it's, if it's going to do harm to you and your family and your lifestyle, if you can't see anything for face value, then just vote no. And if it's important enough, and if it's a big enough deal to somebody, they will come back again in four years with another amendment. And they will make sure that you and everybody else who voted no has more information. And they will treat, keep trying. They should try to convince you because somebody's behind every one of these. Don't just think that there's don't just think that somebody just came up with this idea because it's cool. Somebody behind every one of these amendments has brought this forward to either a make more money or b save more money. And if it's not readily if it's not readily relevant and uh, and evident to you who that person is and how they're making or saving money off of your amendment, then just vote no and make them work a little harder. All right. So we've gone through two amendments in 10 minutes. We may need to pick up the pace a little bit. I'll get to some of the biggies here in just a minute. If you have a specific question about a specific amendment and what the heck it means, give me a buzz. 340-1045. We'll take some of your phone calls and we'll get right. Amendment three is a biggie. So stay tuned because we're going to get right into Amendment 3 right after this. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. What is relevant, informative, entertaining, connected, funny, and interactive? Well, he checks most of those boxes. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. For a complete listing of all the ballots uh, or all the amendments on the ballot and uh, to hear a little um, a podcast that was put together by Rich Jones, you can go to uh, WOKV.com. It's right there on the main page. You Right on the right-hand side, you can click it, you can read it, and you can uh, you, you know get all this verbiage and everything that I'm reading to you right now. Um, it's all right there, and it'll hopefully help you make sense. In fact, it's called... It's called Making Sense of Florida Ballot Amendments. It's Rich Jones and Courtney Cole from our uh, news partner, Action News Jacks. They put together a really comprehensive list of all the amendments. And that's where I'm getting, you know, I'm getting the information and then I'm just breaking it down for you as well. I'm getting you the information, breaking it down for you as well. All right, let's jump into Amendment 3 because, like I said, we're running low on time and we're only on Amendment 3. And this is a biggie. I mean, we just even heard, we just heard an ad for, I've heard ads on both sides of this thing. And, and this is big because it has to do with gambling. Gambling. It would give Florida residents the exclusive right to decide whether to authorize casino gambling through the citizens initiative process that puts amendments on the ballot. That means the legislature couldn't pass laws to expand gambling or put an amendment on the ballot to do so. All right. This is a tricky one. This is a tricky one because you ha this is one where you really have to go whenever casinos and money and gambling are involved. You have to go to the you have to go to the source and you have to see, you know, look, I hear all these commercials on the radio. I see them all on TV. Who's paying for them? You know what? What really is the you know, who are there people out there really buying TV commercials saying don't add more casinos or give the power back to the people? Why do they care? Well, they don't really care about the people. They always care about the money. Most amendments, as I said, are about money. And the reason that there's the reason that there's a group of people that want to give the Florida residents the exclusive right to authorize casino gambling is because they don't want any more casinos in the state. These are companies like 
uh, Orlando-based No Casinos, uh, which is, well, they don't want casinos anyway. But the Seminole Tribe is a huge contributor to this. Or The Seminole Tribe right, currently runs, I think, five casinos and gambling operations in the state of Florida. And when I say in the state of Florida, that's questionable because they're technically not in the state of Florida. They're on tribal lands. They're on reservations. Hard Rock Casino in uh, Hollywood. There's one over near Tampa. All of these all of these Seminole casinos and the Seminole tribe running these casinos, they don't want any more casinos in the state. Why? Because that's competition. Basically, they find this amendment a great way to squash any and all competition. And any casino dollars basically filter out of Florida into the tribal lands. And whereas if we open up a casino in Florida, that money would stay in the state. They don't want that. They want oh, they want they want a monopoly on casino ownership. And that's why they're telling you to vote yes. Because if the people have to pass by a 60% margin whether or not a, a new casino can be approved, that's a much tougher sell, and probably most people aren't going to do it. Now, the second really, really big supporter of this amendment is Disney World. Why? Well, because Disney World also, they don't want any kind of... What is that? They don't want any kind of... Uh, they don't want any kind of... Uh, what do you call it? Um, competition at all. Disneyland's like, why do we want competition? We want all the money, too. So between the Seminole Tribe and Disney World, two of the largest... And Two of the largest that you have when it comes to um, when it comes to entertainment monopolies in the state of Florida, those two alone are trying to put the kibosh on it because they want to keep all the money. And when you look at the when you look at the stance, they're saying you're taking the power away from the people by leaving it with the politicians. Well, the politicians were elected by the people. And when you look at our system of government, this Republican form of government, the, the people aren't necessarily supposed to vote on every single issue. Every time there's an issue, we don't have the time to go hold a ballot amendment, uh, you know, or or, or hold a, a public vote to have everyone take off of work and go vote on the ballot. That's why we elect representatives who represent we the people. We send them to Tallahassee and then they vote on our behalf. And that's really the way it should be. This amendment is trying to, in my opinion, reverse that. It's trying to take away from our Republican form of government. And again... Gambling? Is that something we need to tie into our state manifesto? Is that something we need to write into the, the government bylaws and the Constitution? Does that have anything to do with governance? Does it have anything to do with making laws or taxation or protecting the United uh, the uh, people of Florida? Does it have anything to do with the, the uh, progression of power? No, it's all about, you know, it's gambling. So IMHO, in my personal opinion... It has nothing to do with state governments, you know, and that's something you need to ask yourself. Do you really want to alter? Do you really want to alter the state constitution for something like, you know, black jack, jack and craps? Uh, 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. If you have a specific question about any of these amendments, we're going to race through. we got to take a quick break. Traffic and weather uh, coming up in just a minute, and I'll be right back with, God, we, okay, we got 10 more amendments. We're going to roll through them all, through all of them, I promise. 
More of the Marquesa coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. Where entertaining meets informative. Let me tell you something. This man is so damn funny, it isn't funny. Mark K, you're good to go, man. I would marry me some Mark K. Mark K. A fresh perspective on today's issues. You are doing a great job today, buddy. Mark K is always good in my book. Just settle down a little bit. You talk too fast. Other than that, I love you. This is the Mark K Show. And you are listening to the Mark K Show Florida Ballot Amendment Special, where we're trying to race through all 13 of these amendments and we're down, we're we've gone through three <laughs> we have to make this a two-part special this may have to be like part one today tomorrow's friday we'll get through part two we'll try to get to all of them because not only do not only do we have these amendments we have to talk about we but we have questions too uh 340-1045 is the number 340-1045 is the number let's go start with bruce and bryceville bruce thanks so much for calling the mark k show what's your question bruce you there yes, hello. hey bruce uh, what's your what's your question Okay, bye. Uh, John in Orange Park. John, are you there? Can you hear me? John, you guys getting the phones there? All right, we'll see if we can. We'll get to the phones here in just a minute, maybe. Is Carrie there on the west side? Try line one. Carrie, are you there? I'm here. Oh, yay. Fantastic. Finally, we got one. Carrie, thanks so much for joining me. What do you want to say? Well, actually, I wanted to talk to you about Amendment 2 and ask you about a different perspective on it. Sure. Um, My husband and I own several rentals here in Jacksonville and also in a different state. Um, We own a lot in Washington State, which does not have any kind of cap like we do here in Florida. Yeah. And what has happened back there is um, really gotten out of control. Last year alone, we had several of those that the assessed value went up. Some some of them went up as much as 50%. We have no way to control that. So what has happened? We're self-employed, and the rental is just kind of the way that we have of setting ourselves up for retirement. We've been self-employed most of our lives. And if this cap goes away, those of us private people who are landlords, this is going to make it very, very difficult for us to keep the rents at an affordable rate because as the assessed value goes up, the taxes go up, that's going to get passed on to tenants or it's going to come right out of our pocket. Yeah. So you're saying basically as a landlord, if you're, if you're trying to rent your apartment because the value goes up, you need to increase the rents and that makes it tougher to find basically, basically tenants to pay you. Yeah. Well, it's not just the, okay. The apartments are oftentimes not owned by individuals. Those right. are the big corporations. Sure. But we own houses and yeah. um, they're not, we're not in this to get rich. This is how we make our living, and it's a modest living. We're not rich people. So there's another side to this. It's not just about the government. This is about people, and yeah. we are hardworking, blue-collar people. We're not rich, and this is going to hit us hard if they take that cap off because there's nothing to stop them. You can challenge your assessed value on the home, but they're still in control because the person who moderates the challenge – oh, yeah – they're the government as well. So you can come in and challenge it and bring in comps and challenge what they assess it at. But ultimately, they get to decide what the value is. All right. And that's something that you need to think about as a renter, too, because if this goes away, then you're saying that the renters will also be impacted. and You may not be able to find an affordable place to live that's up to your standards. Absolutely. It's like when the minimum wage goes up. Yeah. I mean, sure, that's going to raise your rates. I mean, you're what you get paid, but where does that get passed on to? The price of your Big Mac. Right. Hey, all right, Carrie, so, great point. Listen, thanks so much. So you're you're voting yes, I assume, on Amendment 2. Uh, 
absolutely. All right. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. There you go. That's another uh, that's another way to look at it and an important piece of information you should have when you're voting on Amendment 2. All right, let's go back to John in Orange Park. John, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, hey, John, what's up? What do you want to say about uh, Amendment 3, well, right? I want to know about this uh, gambling deal. I mean, yeah. why do we even have to have a vote on this? I mean, to me, you know, Florida is a right-to-work state anyway, so why can't we just have uh, gambling brought in as a private entity and uh, people just go ahead and uh, start businesses up as gambling anyway? Well, I'll t- you look, I'll you know, t- it's a business. It is a business, so, but here- uh, if you bring these businesses in, it's going to create hundreds and thousands of jobs, first of all. And I believe in my mind here that uh, the crime should drop because you're going to have so many people out at all hours of the night. And I don't think that the uh, crime would go up. I believe it would go down. Well, here's the thing I mean, about here's the thing know, about the casino business. It's yeah, no, you and you bring no, you bring up a great point, John. You bring up a great point, uh, and thanks for your call. I'll, I'll, you bring up here's a, here's a couple things that you mentioned. It's a business. That's true. It is. But gambling is more than just a business. It's also a moral issue. And one of the reasons you don't have casinos on every street corner in Florida and why we don't have one downtown next to the stadium on that big, you know, on the uh, on the uh, what do you call it? The um, shipyards where I think would, which would be a perfect spot. Uh, the reason you don't have some of those is because the Christian churches and the Baptist churches and a lot of the Christian organizations are anti-gambling. They don't believe in it. They don't like it. They don't think it's a, uh, uh, you know, something immoral. And they definitely don't think it should be right down the street from the First Baptist Church of Jacksonville or any of these other major Christian organizations. Um, so they fight it. And you know the now you've got the the existing casino owners, the Seminole Tribe. Um, they're they're out there saying, hey, we have the lock on this stuff. We don't want any more casinos either. Why should it be a vote that's put to the people? Excellent question. In my opinion, this has nothing to do with the Constitution of the state of Florida. If you don't like casinos, go and vote for people who will go to Tallahassee and fight for you not to have casinos. If you really, really, really need a casino in your life, then go to and vote for someone who will go to Tallahassee and fight to bring a casino to your neighborhood. There's nothing, there's nothing constitutional about this issue. I agree with you on that. I see it as a business. Um, I know a lot of people see it as, as much of a moral, more morally complex issue, but in, in my humble opinion, this falls under the scope of, does this have any business being an amendment to the Constitution of the state of Florida? And in my humble opinion, no, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with the way we govern our state. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Bruce in Bryceville, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, Bruce, what's up, man? What do you want to say? Well, the thing is about Amendment 3. Uh, on Amendment 3, you talked about how the Seminoles get all the money and stuff like this. But do you know uh, by any fact of how much money the Seminoles give back to the state of Florida? Because, like, the state that I came from, from Connecticut, you have the Mohegan Sun and you have the Foxwoods Casino. And they both are dedicated to giving the state of Connecticut $100 million a year from each tribe. Right. Now, the thing is, the only problem is with that is that the, the legislators in Connecticut have screwed that up. Because instead of taking the two hundred million dollars and putting it towards the uh, towards the state debt, which they should do, so everyone benefits from it, they 
they just went out and spent it, and Connecticut's in terrible shape. Well, Connecticut's got a lot of problems. You know what? That's a great question, and I do have the answer. I know exactly how much money the state of Florida gets from the Seminole Tribe's gambling systems. Uh, and I'll tell you right after this. we got to take a quick break. 340-1045. This is the Mark K Show. More coming up right after this on News 104.5 WOKV. You've heard Mark's take. Now it's your turn. Tell Mark what you think by using the open mic in the News 104.5 WOKV app. This is the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. And though, consider this amendment discussion, it went a lot longer than I thought. We're only on Amendment 4, and we still have some questions about Amendment 3. We're going to we're gonna have to make this a two-parter. We're going to have to do more tomorrow. So, And, you know, I'll tell you what. Let me roll through a couple. We're going to get some more of your phone calls, but here's the thing. Uh, Amendment 4 is a biggie. That's about rest- restoring the uh, voting rights to nonviolent felons after they've completed their sentence. And we actually talked about this a lot back in May or March when it got put on the ballot. Uh, a lot of... A lot of con- convicted felons listen to the show and have a lot to say about it. So we're going to de- we're going to dedicate the first part of tomorrow's show to that. Also, there's a couple of other ones like super majorities to raise taxes. I'll get into that. Um, there's one amendment. Amendment eight was thrown out by the the Supreme Court, so we can just roll through that one right now. You don't have to worry about it. Amendment nine: the offshore drilling and indoor vaping. Okay, we'll we'll touch on that one. And then, of course, the uh, the Greyhound racing ban, which kind of goes along with Amendment 3 because they're important. I'll, I'll touch on that now because the Greyhound, basically, the Greyhound Amendment ban, um, it, it seeks to reduce and eventually just end Greyhound racing in the state of Florida by 2020. Locally, we have Greyhound racing tracks here in Jacksonville in Orange Park. Um, and those, you know, dog tracks employ people and make money and bring them back into Albert, you know, they leave that money here in our local community. But there's a lot down in, you know, Hialeah, in Miami, even in the Tampa area, all around. Uh, Great Greyhound Racing is a, is a big moneymaker for the state and, again, for our local municipalities. So ending it ends jobs. It's basically ending an entire, uh, it's ending an entire industry. Again, I just think, I know there's a lot of animal lovers. I know people love dogs. I know they, don't, they think that, you know, greyhound racing is, is, is bad for business and it's horrible for the animals. And Pete is a big, you know, advocate against it. But at the end, you have to think to yourself, are dogs part of our constitution? Do we need a constitutional amendment to protect dogs? Or is that something we can do with legislation? I strongly feel like while dogs are great and greyhounds are cute and they're super fast, I don't feel like this is something that we need to amend our Constitution for forever. I feel like this is something that we could do legislatively if we need to do it at all. And again, it could be a a city-by-city, county-by-county, municipality-by-municipality issue. Now, back to the money when it comes to casinos. The uh, Because this is a big part about Amendment 3. Someone just called up and said, hey, how much money do we actually get from the Seminoles? How much money from their casinos filters back into uh, the state government? And the answer to that question is a percentage between 12 and 15 percent. And because the Seminoles are not Florida operatives, they don't need to disclose how much money they get. However, last year, it was about $300 million. It was about $300 million. And that money is used by Governor Scott for all kinds of Florida state programs. And, and you know, it, it's a great investment. And nobody's saying, here's the thing about Amendment 3. Nobody's saying take casinos away from the Seminoles. They're just saying don't let the Seminoles be hold a monopoly on casinos. Let if here think about this. If we make three hundred million dollars from the the four or five Seminole casinos and gambling apparatus uh, that we have in the state already, think about how much more money we could add if we open up casinos. It's not like it's just like you know there's there's not a set number of gamblers in the state of Florida. 
Uh, you know, it's like kind of like, look at the town center. The town center, they opened up, what, five restaurants? And those restaurants were all jam-packed with people. People fled. They flooded the town center to go eat at restaurants. So what did the town center do? They opened up 20 more restaurants. Did it affect any of the restaurants? No, they're all jam-packed. Every time I go to any restaurant at the town center, there's a line out the door. People, restaurants and, and, and casinos and that kind of industry just breeds more people. Look, that's why there's so many casinos in Las Vegas. If there were just one, you wouldn't have a, 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 you know, a tenth of the people that are there. You can have more than one. You can have competition. Disney World, they're, they get, they're right next to uh, Universal. They're right next to SeaWorld. There's tons of places where you can go and ride roller coasters and see theme parks and shows and that kind of thing. And the more that you have available, the more people you will bring to the state. So if you don't like gambling, this isn't going to stop gambling. If you do like gambling, this is going to increase the ability for you to do that or for people to come to the state of Florida and leave all their money behind. So that was a really... It's a really good question. Uh, John on the south side, real quick, we have time for one more. What do you want to say, John? Yes, sir. I was just kind of curious. I see all the uh, signs around saying vote for me, not three. How is that going to affect the uh, Florida education? Oh, how is the money going to, you mean the, uh, what, the impact on education? Yes, sir. Well, with Amendment 3, what happens? Oh, you know what? This is going to take a little bit longer. All right. That's a great question. Vote for me, not 3. How does it impact education if you vote yes on 3? Great question. I will start off with that tomorrow. Then we will load uh, right into Amendment 4. We got to bolt out of here. This is the Mark K Show. Thanks so much for joining me today. We got the news. We got Rush Limbaugh. And we got more Amendment Convos coming up tomorrow right here on News 104.5 WOKV. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.